The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. I am so excited to host my friend and mentor and just a spiritual ally, Mr. Derek Rydahl. Let me tell you a little bit about this dude. If you're watching, you can already see him. If you're listening though, let me just tell you a little bit about him. He's part of a new generation of spiritual visionaries and thought leaders. Derek Rydahl is the number one best-selling author of Emergence, Seven Steps for Radical Life Change, which reveals the revolutionary principle, the law of emergence, showing people how to tap into the pattern of perfection in any area of their life and create the right conditions for it to unfold. And he's the author of The Abundance Project, 40 Days to More Wealth, Health, Love, and Happiness, where he lays out a time-tested system for activating the abundance principle, which sets you free from belief that outer conditions determine your life and shows you how to generate everything you need to know, no matter what conditions you face, to be able to have that abundance and have that emergence. So without further ado, Derek Rydahl, I'm having an out-of-body experience that I'm trying to get back in my body because this is Mm -hmm. so, it's so special to get to be at this moment. I've known you for so many decades (laughs) over different incarnations, but it's really special to be with you today. So thank you you. for joining me. And before we started, I asked if you would be willing to lead us in a little centering. Sure. Now, normally my prayers can be very long, so I'll try to we'll keep, do a, keep a truncated, <laughs> an acorn version. Yeah, so we just take a moment and take a breath and breathe into the back of your heart and exhale the residue of the past. Just feel it unplug and release even the past moment wherever you came from, whatever happened before. And then breathing into the front of the heart, we release any concern for the future, allowing our chest to relax, our abdomen to relax, letting go of future. 
letting go of the past, which is just a memory, letting go of the future, which is just a fantasy. And then one more breath into the front and the back of the heart. As we just exhale and release, even the present moment, the present conditions, our present story, which is mostly imagination. It is memory plus fantasy, creating a present storyline. We let that go to now. Past, present, and future are the tenses of time but we are so much more than this time, this story. We step out of the simulation of our mind, the storyline, and we rest in this eternal now. Now, here I am. Infinite, unconditional life, infinite potential. <clears throat> not a potential or a life based on past or memory, not a potential or a life based on future fantasy, and not even based on the limits of our imagination, but the infinite inexhaustible potential of our being is now available to us. And it is from here that we live, not on our way to anything, but coming from the everything that we really are, whole and complete now. And from this place now, whatever needs to be said or heard, released or embraced, for each individual listening to take a quantum leap to the next level of their life, it's happening. It's happening now. And I just give thanks for this. And I lovingly allow it to be. And so it is. And so it is. <clears throat> All right, we're done. See <laughs> you can go home now. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. Where do we go from there? That was pure heaven. Thank you, Derek. And <clears throat> I am. I feel like I'm having such a like a life review, going back <laughs> in time to my early days at Agape, and you and. Yes. Elizabeth were such an important part of that foundation for me. I mean, Agape itself, um, for people who don't know, Agape Spiritual Center, that is um, one of the head ministers, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith. Yeah. But you and Elizabeth were like the anchors and the pillars of that that time for me, which was so important and really is such a I think it really informs a lot of the work that I do. And I think a lot of the work that you've, that you do, I mean, you've taken on your own, <clears throat> like kind of taken those fundamental principles and you've made it your own. And it's, it's just so special to, to be with you and just to know that those principles, they don't die out. They just get no. stronger over time. So I've been so Especially enjoying practice them. But yeah, but just yeah. you're just making me remember yeah. all those times like meeting. Didn't we meet in our living room and yes. vision and like, yeah, those are like the the seed. You can just see the seeds of so much. It's really powerful to think about from that, you know, the the humble seeds 
and beginnings of just coming together to share certain values and a vision for the world and for ourselves and the possibility and the potential. And yeah, and some seeds grow fast and some seeds take a lifetime to grow. Right. Oh, that's so true. So you let's let's just talk a little bit about this notion of emergence and mm -hmm. and how this is in some way it's it feels like it's the 2.0 of the, the law of attraction the law of emergence mm -hmm. um but it feels so much better in my body i just have to say than that like striving energy of oh if i can just meditate right if i could just practice the singing and visualization which is all good and fine but talk about the law of emergence and how that's different from the law of attraction. Yeah, well, you know, briefly, I, uh, you know, I like so many people and even maybe during that, no, actually it was before the agape time. Um, I was on a journey of self-improvement and trying to heal my childhood and all that, like so many of us are, or so many of us did. And rather than it improving me or fixing me, it increased my sense of frustration and stress and struggle and whether I was trying to achieve or attract or manifest or fix or heal. And I don't think I knew you then, but it drove me ultimately to get addicted to drugs and alcohol. So I think I talk about this in the book to mm -hmm. almost die of an overdose. And then I redoubled my efforts and figured I needed to try harder, work harder, work smarter, you know, and then I um, was doing a movie and I almost drowned and I had another near death experience in that. And I do talk about that in emergence. And in, in the moment where I knew I, was, I wasn't gonna make it, I didn't think I might not or might, I actually believed this was it. And I was, and I had a moment of true surrender, like not a negotiating, please God, if you get me out of this, I'll go to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't go to church then. It was just like surrender. And there was a flash and a, something cracked open and I saw, that the self I'd been trying to fix, achieve, improve, et cetera, was a fiction of my imagination. It was an amalgamation of parental fantasies and peer pressure and societal conditioning, and that nothing I would ever do would make him enough. But at the same time, I saw that there was a self that had never been hurt or damaged, so he didn't need to be fixed. And he was already whole and complete, so he could not be improved upon. Now, this is all description now. In the moment, it was a spiritual vision that didn't have any of these. It was just like, you know, it was just like one of those moments. You know, I just saw it. I saw the the the, the error of my ways and of this whole way of improvement. And I saw the truth in a flash. And I was stuck in this coral reef. And in the next moment, I was freed from it. And, and I went on to become a monk shortly and pull out of society and all that. But eventually that did, the monk life didn't work out. It's a long story, <laughs> but um, I uh, stole, you know, anyways, fasting, <laughs> start, you know, being silent and got so hungry and freaked out. I stole food out of the monk's refrigerator and got really <laughs> sick. It was really crazy. Um, but I, I ended up, you know, boistering myself in my apartment. And that's when I had this realization that just as the oak tree is in the acorn or the apple tree is in the apple seed, the, the same thing is true that the whole pattern of our life is in us. It's in the seed that's planted in the soil of our soul. 
and the acorn or any seed doesn't attract the tree to it. The acorn doesn't attract an oak to it, right? Nor does it, <laughs> nor, and this is really important, nor does it improve itself into an oak. Mm. An acorn isn't uh, an inadequate oak tree. It has to improve <laughs> itself into oakhood, right? It's a perfect seed. And when it becomes a little sapling, it's not an inadequate oak tree then either. It's a perfect sapling. It never, ever improves itself. Nature does not improve itself into what's in the seed. And so it doesn't attract it. It doesn't improve it. And it doesn't achieve it either. Because achievement is another form of I'm lacking something. I have to work hard to get it right? So get it, fix it, heal it, improve it, attract it. The whole, from, from Protestant work ethic to new age metaphysics, that kind of encapsulates most of that. But in fact, none of that is applicable to nature. What it actually does is it plants itself. And when the conditions become congruent with the pattern already in the seed, what's already there emerges. Now we can understand this also from just a technical standpoint, and I use this analogy in the book, uh, a radio. Uh, so for you young kids out there, radio, <laughs> radio these things we used to do. Uh, right? What's a radio? Uh, what's a radio, mom? <laughs> um, radios are these little things with dials and buttons um, and cathode tubes. No, I'm just kidding. So, so radio, how old are we getting, Kelly? Don't tell me. So, <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Oh, God. Had to um, walk to school in the rain and snow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, so, 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 you know, your favorite music is playing right here, right now. But it's not manifest. It's, so you can't, you're not experiencing it. But if you tune your radio to the station or the frequency where that music is playing, that station becomes manifest. You have sound, right? Now, where was that song before you tuned into it? It was right here. It wasn't in the future. It wasn't down the street. You didn't attract it. You didn't make it happen. You made it welcome. You became a match for what is already happening. Your frequency was the same frequency as the frequency of that station and therefore you had a manifest station, a manifestation. Da -dum -dum, here all weekend. Bum, ba -da -bum. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're gonna tip your waitresses. Right. That's right. So um, so so you so it manifested. So the key is you cannot manifest anything that doesn't already exist. That the music is already playing. Now Jesus also taught this. They're like, Master, when's heaven gonna come? And he's like, it will not come over here or over there. It will not be through observation for behold, it is already here. You just can't see it. He said, having eyes, you can't see it. Having ears, you can't hear it. And so he was teaching a new way of, of sensing, of soul sensing and of coming into alignment with reality. But we were too indoctrinated into judging by appearances 
and he taught to judge righteous judgment. Now, Buddha did the same thing. All the great masters did. None of them were saying there's a problem that something's broken. You need to fix it. They were all saying reality is perfect. It's already here, but you are hypnotized. You're asleep. You're deluded. You're focusing on the forms of things and you're missing the reality of things. And, and so that all kind of boils down to a more modern way to put that teaching forward, which is your life, your destiny, your fulfillment, your potential, the fulfillment of that seed of your purpose, whatever, it's already happening. It's already here. And the, the symphony of your success, the, the rhythm of your joy, the beat of your abundance, it's playing right now. But we have to tune into it. We have to become in integrity with it and, 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 and be more interested in that than we are in the old habit of manipulating, controlling, managing, forcing, and even attracting. So that's the, in a nutshell or an acorn shell, that's the law of emergence. <laughs> that's so good. And it's just as a little synchronicity, I am surrounded by oaks. Mm -hmm. I'm looking out my window and all I see are oaks and there's some pine mm -hmm. out there, but, and I love the, the notion that an oak tree isn't trying to become a pine tree. It's, it's trying to become itself. I mean, this is, all of this is, is exactly what I need to hear every day because it's as if the indoctrination of the world is exactly the opposite and i think Correct. this is consumer culture it's it's kind of the hypnosis of this world is to be something inherently different than you are and i remember and i might have even been you derek because i remember being on your living room floor sitting on a pillow hearing those words there's a part of you that has never been hurt harmed or endangered and i know reverend michael gets some yeah that's probably that, that we probably i mean i probably really reverend michael really that's really a big part sure of but i know that it was through you the first time i heard that and it got it literally was like are what are you kidding me yeah and and still even to this day i think about that and it is such a like a mind twister in the best way because it's as if i mean at least at that moment in time i had related to myself like i was the sum total of my brokenness yes. all of my internal and external disappointments all of those things that didn't go the way i thought broken 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 and my my new book is all about these broken things that actually cracked me open to they something broke you open. Yeah. much better that helped me emerge. But hearing that thought that there was some part of me that wasn't touched by any of these things, yeah. like that's that's revolutionary. That that yeah. little speck, and maybe that little speck is actually not such a speck after all. No, it's not a speck after all. It's it right. is the whole enchilada. You know, right. It's the reverse. No, no, no. Yeah, it's the it's, reverse. It is, it is the reverse. Exactly. It is exactly the reverse. And that's again also why certain ancient teachers like Jesus said, 
Um, you know, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your thoughts mine. This stuff is foolishness unto man. Meaning that spiritual reality or just reality is, it's not just kind of different, it's exactly the opposite. <laughs> and, and that is because we, it's a, I mean, there's a lot we could talk about, and we probably would need a lot more time to understand why that's the case. And that it, even that's not a problem. Um, but, you know, basically, we were indoctrinated into identifying as a form, as a body, as an ego, with separation, <clears throat> and all that, because that was the journey of of embodying life in biology and in experience. But then along the way, we became overly identified with form and we lost connection to life itself. So we got more identified with life forms, less with life. And, and there's a whole masculine feminine principle because the feminine really is the pure life force and the masculine is the form and the structure and the function. And we become overly focused on you know, the getting and the creating and the holding on to and the managing forms and functions and all that in order. And we've lost touch with the spark, with life itself. And we and we need to learn that in order to keep growing and evolving and bringing forth the best of us and the best of the world, we actually have to not try, not focus on saving the world or even saving ourselves, but on serving what's emerging on living more from insight than eyesight. It's the mm -hmm. Jedi way, you know, it's, we have to learn that, that what's inside of us is always infinitely more and infinitely better and infinitely more powerful than whatever is outside of us. You know, I think it was Michael that said, you know, stop telling your little God about your big problems and start telling those little problems about your big God. Mm, and mm. and when you're when you're facing something, don't worry, because what it's facing is way bigger and more powerful. And that's you. So, the, so what's in us, the potential in us is always infinitely more than the problem we face. And instead of being problem solvers, which is what we identified with. We have to be vision holders. We have to realize that you can never solve a problem because all a problem is, is an emblem. It's a symbol of a state of consciousness. Like ice exists at below 32 degrees. But no matter what you do to solve, fix, heal the ice problem, as long as you're below 32 degrees, you're going to have ice and the problem of ice. So you have to go to a higher frequency. In other words, problems aren't solved they dissolve as you evolve. And you evolve by focusing on what's emerging, what's the truth, what's now, like in that opening meditation. Mm -hmm. What am I really made of and made for, right? And also like in that opening meditation, you remember I talked about the past is just a memory and the future is just a fantasy. That's not woo-woo, that's mm -hmm. self-evident. When you stop and slow it down, you'll see that you've never had a past. All of your past has ever, and I mean ever, only been a memory. Mm. Because the moment it becomes your past, all that it, the only substance of it is the memory that you hold. You can never touch past. And likewise, you've never had a future and you never will. It's always a fantasy. But we're so asleep in the matrix of our mind that it feels so real. 
I really have a past. I really have a future, right? But it's really just the content of your mind. And when you understand that, it's just a story that is looping. And then when you understand that, <laughs> the purpose of the memory is get the lesson or the blessing, but that's it. It's not there to punish you and torture you and make you feel bad. And it's not even there to articulate your identity. It's just there to help you wake up to more of the gift of that experience. But it has no power. There's zero power in the past. There's zero power in a memory. Just like when a boat's going along and it leaves a wake behind it. The wake is not driving the boat, Ooh. right? So our memory and our past can never drive our present or our future, and it can never create who we are. It's just the trailing effect of what we've discovered and what we've expressed so far, you know? So in terms of that thing about how, but it, but that is what, even psychology has been a lot around that you are the sum total of, you know, you're even some of the most wise and intelligent academics, you know, and experts and people out there still talk about how we're made up of all of our experiences. But but we are literally not made up of any of our experiences. Mm. The our, our character is the character of our the part we're playing in this divine drama is made up of those a lot of those experiences. But that's not who I am. I'm the actor. I'm not the character. I'm putting on the costume and the clothing of that part. But I am never, if I go play the part of, you know, whoever. Uh, Hamlet. Hamlet. I was literally going to say that, <laughs> Hamlet, right? If I play the part of Hamlet, at best, I can illuminate it with what's in me. But the part itself doesn't, the only way it changes me is if it activates more of my real potential. But I don't walk away from that having all my family die and tragedy. <laughs> and now the rest of Derek's life is ruined because of that. No, I got to experience and express a certain dimension of humanity, but it has not in any way diminished me, nor can it. And that's the same thing with our journey. But here's another interesting and maybe a little more difficult thing to mm -hmm. embrace. We are not the product of our past or our problems or our betrayals and losses but neither are we the product of our achievements. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute, kidding. buddy. <laughs> wait a minute, uh, buddy. Our, oh, time's up, gotta go. <laughs> Say more. That's our time. Um, <laughs> that's our time, check please. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we're, so what that means is that nothing can be taken from us. We've never been hurt, harmed, or damaged, but nor can anything add to us. You know, as again, it says, I like to quote the scripture for some reason, I guess. I'm yes, a, you, you are. Um, who by taking thought can add one cubit to his stature. Mm. And also what God has wrought, no man can put asunder. 
So it's saying what God or life, whatever, if you guys don't like the word God, that's fine, because that's not God's name anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, if you, the, the nature of infinite isness, what it is being as life, what it has created as you, nothing can ever diminish that because there isn't a power outside of that. But neither can any of your thinking and your crazy doings improve upon it, right? So, and this is also why Buddha taught to release craving and aversion, which is this incessant desire to get more, or if I just get enough of this then, or if I just get rid of this then. And it's this constant get or get rid of, get or get rid of, get or get rid of. And if I just get or get rid of enough, I'll finally be enough and be free and can just be myself. That whole treadmill is the 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 structure of the ego and of the false self and and underneath it once you release that that's called the wheel of of karma right and you when you, once you get off that wheel you have no more judgment because there is no good or bad right or wrong should or shouldn't better or best there's just is what happens is then what is, which is a perfect self, a perfect life, a perfect reality is able to emerge. Now that doesn't happen all at once necessarily. That's, it's a progressive journey. We don't have to be enlightened to emerge, but, but progressively we're letting go a little bit of a judgment, a little bit of an opinion every day. We're letting go of a little bit of pushing, a little bit of pulling every day. We're learning to rest more and more back into the soil of our soul. And remember, we're not on our way to wholeness or to heaven. We're coming from it. We are an emergent of it. We are the ray of the sun, the branch of the tree, the wave of the ocean. The wave is not on its way to the ocean. The ray is not on its way to the sun. The branch is not on its way to the tree. Everything comes from home base. We are home already. And we are coming from that state of home, from that state of whole, from that state of having. And that's the starting point. And, and mm. that's, the, that's the foundation of the emergence principle and practice. Basically, reason. where are you coming from, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, homie. Where are you coming from? I'm coming from wholeness. Where are you coming from? <laughs> wholeness, duh. Oh, this is so good. There's a reason this is a true best-selling book and your other book, The Abundance Project, as well. Um, and just in the few minutes that we have, I have, I mean, God, we could talk forever. And and I want us to on a parallel plane, we're going mm -hmm. on and on. But I want to, this is something that's kind of a personal thing that I'm grappling with. And maybe you can shine a little light. And just in you talking, I feel like I'm, I'm getting some wisdom already. But um, so I know for me, I had this aha yesterday, that my worries and my stress, 90, maybe 99, maybe 100%, of any stress or anxiety I have, I could put it all under the, the heading of my ego. My ego that thinks I'm supposed to be an acorn that's growing a little bit faster, I should be more, more palm tree-esque, mm -hmm. or 
right. why is you know like more faster hurry all of those things and in particular a lot of people who know me know that this has been a recurring Groundhog's Day thing for me, that there's often um, a television show production company that comes to me and they say, hey, we want to make a television show with you about dreams. And I say, great. And I suit up, show up, do the pilot, do the thing, do the dog and pony show pitch. Right. Everything's great, great, great. And then ultimately no green light. And so it's like, okay, I did my best. I put it out there. If it's meant to be in the perfect conditions, I do my, my best as the farmer of my, or as the, the gardener of my gardener soul to whatever, do. Yeah. Right. But I don't control all the elements. So I keep doing my best. So I'm, I'm here again, working with another production company with another network with a whole other thing. And and I'm here, I was supposed to hear something by the end of February, that was two days ago, and I didn't hear anything. So mm -hmm. all the people on my team were like, did you call him? Did you call? Did you, did you call? Did you text? Did you, did you? And I was like, my instinct is to not call, because if yeah. it's time, they'll call me, like they know how to find me. Uh, me calling isn't going to turn something from not happening to happening. Yeah. But but then I was like, okay, well, there is something about people knowing that that I'm engaged. I'm so what is the best way to manage that ego? Do we like put me in coach? I'm ready to play. Let him know, but not be too spastic and ego oriented. So how do you how do you deal with this? And I know a lot of people are listening because they're like in their own version of Groundhog's sure. Day where they're in something that they're stuck at, but they haven't gotten that that cigar, even though we don't want cigars. The Yeah, she <laughs> I'm gonna make you a star, kid. I'll make you a star, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what can we do different? What's yeah. what's the thing? Well, it's a great question. And um, so this will be another hour we have to talk now. Um, but it's a great question. You should have started there, Kelly. I'm sorry. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Shit. No, no, it's really Oops. great. But And there's a couple of ways I'll, I'll answer it. One is, I think you might be a lost cause, but we're going to try anyway. So Just call it a day. Um, but no, I think... First of all, it's very obvious. It's very normal, and to have all those desires, and you know, in in the desire for more, and the desire for things, desire comes from the root of the sire, sire. which means of the father or of the creative yes. principle, yeah. and it's a sign not of what's outside of you that you need to get, but of what's inside of you trying to get out. It means you're pregnant. It means the baby's kicking. It means more of you is trying to emerge. So that's a beautiful thing, but when the baby's kicking. We don't go, oh my God, I got to go find somebody and get pregnant. Oh my God, I got to go find somebody to get me a baby. You you go within and you nurture the child. You keep nurturing the child. You might also set up the environment to make it welcome for the child. And so actions happen. But you certainly don't start running around, I got to get a baby. How do I get a baby? How do I make this baby happen? Can somebody make this baby happen? Because then what's going to happen is a couple of nice gentlemen with really good upper body strength and white jackets are going to take you away. And so and then you, and what's then you the lose. Best? Why can't I move my arms? Right. And then you lose your baby altogether. So, so um, 
so that's an important thing. So there's nothing wrong with the desires that we have and all that. It's just an understanding of the process. And there's nothing wrong with doing work and working hard. It's a matter, again, of where you come in from. Are we coming from a place of, and we, and we have to be honest with ourselves. So you can't always judge by the outer appearance. You have to ultimately judge by your own internal life, which is, Am I coming from a place of it's not happening? I don't have. Um, what if not? What if? What if? I'm afraid, anxiety, whatever. And now, if I just do that or say it this way, or if I just do more of this, or if I just don't, and sometimes it looks like something's trying to emerge and we, and it's saying take action to give vent to it. And for some people, they don't do anything. So sometimes it could be what emergence looks like is, don't just sit there, do something. But other times it's don't just do something, sit there. And, and it really depends on your design, on your patterns. You know, you only you know that and and kind of where you are, right? So, you know, you know, Jesus is running around giving sermons on the mount all the time. Buddha's running around giving Dharma talks. They weren't just sitting around waiting. But it was not, they also weren't coming from that place of like trying to make it happen or fear or a sense of lack they were so pregnant there if i could imagine what they are i'm just talk based on my insight they're so full to overflow the only thing life is is full and so the only thing life can do is pour forth more of its fullness shine mm. share circulate create it's not life is not a consumer life is a creator and you mentioned that earlier we have to move from consumer to creator mm. and and but it's not a creating to get anything it's a create the, the rose doesn't break out of its bud and blossom to get anything it breaks out because it cannot contain itself anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so life is not bursting everywhere. If I just shine and flower and flourish, maybe then I'll get what I need. No, that is the getting of what it needs, mm -hmm. the flourishing, the flowering. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so we have to go back to all that is in my responsibility is to fully love the seed of my soul and nurture it and give it everything it needs to flower and then and then to flower without shame or apology to shine and flourish and sing my song and share my message and just pour my light and my love and my truth and my beauty and my creativity everywhere i am compelled and inspired those seeds everywhere and then what flowers and unfolds from that it will sometimes look like it's coming from the world like it's coming from other people but you're not really in the world the world is in you and mm. everybody and everything are channels of your field of consciousness so it'll look like opportunity and obviously you're getting the opportunities and and when it's ripe and it's ready it that opportunity won't just remain a seed it will break open and it will flower and your inspiration and joy to play could lead you to, hey, Bob, just want to check in. And I'm so excited about the project. I have all these new ideas I wanted to share. And it's and if it's legitimate, you're not trying to, you know, trick or play a little manipulation game, come up with a bunch of good reasons to call just because what you really are is freaking out. 
it's like <laughs> you just want to play, right? Right. So so it depends on where it's coming from. But I right. wanted to say one other one other thing about this from the spiritual or mystical perspective. What we have to remember is that the only thing all seven billion of us, however many there are now, the only thing any human being is ever going for is a feeling. Mm -hmm. That's it. The only thing any every human being is ever trying to avoid is a feeling. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get a certain feeling and we're trying to not have a certain. So certain, the, the ultimate feeling we're trying to have is a feeling of complete oneness and fulfillment with existence. And the only feeling we're trying to avoid is a sense of being separate from existence and from life. Now, those break down into love, peace, joy, beauty, abundance, freedom, fulfillment, bliss, ecstasy on the side of fulfillment and oneness. And over here, fear and grief and sadness and anger and pain and all that. So that's all we're going for is a feeling. But we've been hypnotized, as we talked about in the beginning, to believe that we have to purchase the feeling through some condition. So I can only feel like the reason I want that show and I want to be that star, if I'm honest with myself, if you go through the process, you'll see yeah. it's a feeling. It's yeah. a state of joy and aliveness and yeah. power and confidence and just that feeling of being fully expressed and fully alive. And it's so juicy. That's really why you want the thing in your own words, right? That's really what's going with. But the, here's the great news. You've already got all of that. Yeah. And, and, the only, and the purpose of the outer goal is not to add anything. It's to create the conditions so that more of that gets broken open and starts to shine. That's the only purpose of having the show. The show won't add anything. Mm -mm. It, the, the pursuit and the project, and this is for anybody, whatever it is, the money, the family, the relationship, the job, the whatever, you're going, there's a, there's a dimension of your being that's trying to break open and express. Mm -hmm. It's a feeling, it's a frequency, it's an aliveness. And so the key is go for the real gold, not the fool's gold. Mm -hmm. As Jesus said, stop taking thought for all those things out there and instead seek first the kingdom of heaven within, which is again, the same thing. Connect with that joy and that juice and that power and that bliss and activate that every day and pour that into your life wherever you are, while you're also doing whatever you wanna to do to creatively express your vision. And what'll happen is you'll be feeling the joy and the bliss and the confidence and the poise even before it gets clothed in the form that you think it should. And then it won't matter if it does, because you're there, you're living right. it, you're right. in heaven. And then because consciousness always must clothe itself in form, if you're really living it, it must take form as an evolved state of manifestation. Ooh, 
Derek Rydal, oh my heavens, author, best-selling author of Emergence and the Abundance Project, 40 Days to More Wealth, Health, Love, and Happiness. I'm so remembering you on stage doing Welcome Home Soldier. That was the oh, first time really I met you nice. way back there at Playhouse West. You were so good. And oh you gosh. are such the poster child for Emergence mm -hmm. because you have always been this guy that, what, 30 years ago? or more yeah. 30 plus years ago you haven't changed one bit you're just i was boring. only i was negative five exactly can you believe <laughs> that me too that's so weird that we zygotes were just you, like, we were like bopping around on the stage out, right? <laughs> so you have a couple of things to offer my audience sure. so so tell us about these things um, yeah and what i wanted to do is uh yes so that they could choose um yes. send them to the the page where I'm giving away, you know, these various free trainings, which will support them in what we're talking about, basically. And that is the um, how to turn your problems into your legendary purpose is one of them, which is a process about discovering that your life's work and your deepest purpose is encoded in your life story. That as I like to say to people that are you know, want to be healers, coaches, teachers, the workshop you've been living is the one you're meant to be giving, right? Mm. And so, so in, in encoded in your journey is everything that you need to know, everything that you were designed to be, and your whole life has been conspiring. Like we talked about earlier, again, what you thought was betrayal and abandonment and abuse and loss was really all part of the the natural process to develop in you and through and as you the individual you're meant to be the deeper the roots the richer the fruits and so so that's that's that particular thing the thought leader process and the change maker process and that's the and that's a free training pretty in-depth training on how to turn your pain and your problems into your legendary purpose. So that's there on that page for them. Then there's also the self mastery process. And as you get into that, you'll also get access to this whole character of success process, which is what we're talking about, where you, you think you want this life, this life of health, wealth, love, success, all those beautiful things. But I show you how to reverse engineer that and discover what it is you're really after and how to get that real gold and build your life from there. So they're going to get access to that too. And then there's a there's a there's a variety of other things, but that's enough for now. That'll that'll give to get them started. But I'm giving they'll get access to all those free trainings and more tool surprise tools and bonuses along the way. Oh my God. So all of this will be in the show notes, these links. Derek Redal, you are truly a cornucopia. You are the acorn that has cracked open into quite an incredible oak tree. And I so appreciate you. I appreciate all of the work you've done and all the joy that you are and all that you've survived that has brought you here all the yeah, crises we didn't even talk about the crises but i know that'll be it's we'll true have to a crisis have back. is a terrible thing to waste Thank it's also you. a terrible thing to go through but it's ultimately <laughs> it's, it's ultimately so <laughs> yeah yeah that'll i mean i have to have you back i'm just i want to have you back again soon because we could talk for hours and there's more and and maybe focusing more on the abundance project 
on the next one. Today was more emergent, emergence um, oriented. And it's so we important don't need an emergency. Now. Exactly. Emerge and see. Don't wait. When you feel that urgency of emergence, don't wait for it to become an emergency. Woo! Instead, emerge and see. All right. Oh, we'll see how many different puns we can make up. Oh my God, we are cut from the same punny cloth. Derek yeah. Rydal, I love you so much. I you and I can't wait to talk to you again very soon, my brother. You are a blessing. Thank, Thank you. you from the bottom Thank of my acorn, corny soul. Your little right. corny soul. All right. Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe, comment, and share it with your friends. My show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to border my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick and mortar retailer. Then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com, tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, Remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time. Sweet dreams. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.